Good, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Playconomics podcast, where we're breaking down the business behind the world of video games while providing you sweet, sweet financial context for industry trends. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Muscari, and join with me, as always, the decaf coffee sipping, the PlayStation playing, Bobby Kowicki. How you doing, my uh, guy? What's going on? I am battered. Let me actually get my coffee here because it's going to be a long ass night. I'm yeah, battered. Take a, take a I'm beaten i am uh what some might call at their wits end i've i've exceeded past that i am buried under mountains of work doing this podcast uh running for congress also yep immediately having that get scrapped they looked at your twitter and your advisor said no yeah exactly um too many Picassos. I'm good. I'm good. Too many Picassos in the truck. <laughs> a, a little too much. Listen, my platform, okay? Stick with me here. Because my congressional ticket for the 2022 race is this, okay? Here it is. Here's my pitch to the American people. More Picassos in the trunk. <laughs> done that's it tagline more importantly besides the picassos in your trunk what excuse me what have you been playing uh what have i been playing okay so i i have a work trip coming up so i have been tapering off of destiny and i have a couple little indie games on the switch that are going to sustain me through a plane ride and stuff instead of doing actual work you just reminded me of something, and I'm going to have to interrupt you. Beast Breaker sucked. We'll get to Beast Breaker. Hold we'll on, no. I, I, from Vadio Games, the company that oh, unionized, yeah. oh, I'm yeah, pulling yeah, it up yeah. because I've been, <laughs> this has been haunting me after every podcast because I keep forgetting it to break it up. These absolute jerks. Sold me for $15 Brick Breaker. It's just Brick Breaker. They got you. They, and you, they said so many things about cozy, granola, crunchy, whatever. Lied. Outright lied. I have never been so outwardly disappointed in a video game in my entire life. However, anybody of audio games, we'd love to have you at the podcast. I'll sell out for anybody. Yeah. Back to your take. Less Destiny 2 indie games that are on the Switch. Tell me about uh, it. Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple I haven't great. played yet, but next week you'll have my full review of a couple things. Number one, Death's Door, uh, which is like a Bloodborne, Zelda, top-down kind of thing. It's getting a lot of good hustle hubbub about it. Not hustle. Uh, and the other thing is I might fuck around and restart myself a good old fashioned Stardew Valley farm. Nice. Very, very time sick. It's a, it's like a seven and a half hour plane ride. And I finished the Kojima book and I finished Witcher season two. So I'm going to need a time sink on this plane. Time ride. out, time out, time out. 
For Vegas, it's a seven and a half hour flight. Are you not flying direct? Is it not seven hours? It's like six, seven no. hours. I don't know. No, Cali is like six. So I, right, I was so thinking you'd six be like, hour flight. I don't no, know. I was thinking you'd be doing like four and a half, five. But I didn't know Vegas was that far uh, across. Uh, regardless, you got a lot of plane ride, and on the way it back, is anywhere I know between be six and seven. Yeah, on the way back, I'll be playing the old. Uh, the old Johnny Walker walking simulator on the plane. The what? I thought you were going to play Legends Arceus. No, I come back actually before it drops. So I'll be back Damn. before then. Uh, but yeah, next weekend, no. The Johnny Walker walking simulator is a game I like to play before long cross-country flights where I drink four to six Johnny Walkers before I get on the plane. And then... Wake up in a different state. <laughs> I do remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah. Or because of this new 5G thing that they're rolling out, people are worried about planes are going to be dropping out of the sky. Best case scenario, I land back home. Worst case scenario, I wake up on a cloud with a little harp and some wings. Whichever one, we'll see. This is going to be a real interesting podcast next week for you. And then Nicole cashes in on all the Picassos that were in your carry-on luggage that you obviously enjoyed. just happens to meet someone who looks conspicuously like me. Roberto Wiki. But I... Anyway, um, I've revealed too much. Anyway, <laughs> so but yeah, it's it's an off gaming week for me. I will have more to report back next week. But what about you, Bo? What have you been up to? So obviously, Sarah was on vacation, so mm-hmm. I played a lot of video games, mm-hmm. mostly Apex. Mm-hmm. Got two two new characters with two K damage badges, which, in the grand scheme of things, for like good players, lame. Everyone's got 2K damage. I'm platinum level. 2K was a big deal. And then on both my mains now, love to see it. I played Gibraltar and Octane for the most part. Then I dove really, really, really deep into a new file of Pokemon. And within a weekend have caught up. I'm, I just completed the eighth badge. This was Sword and Shield, yeah? Yep. So good. And every single battle... And every time my character even moves in the wild area or in a town, I am more and more disappointed with brilliant diamond. Diamond. Pearl. Yeah, you, you walked right into that one, my guy. What so hold a on. waste. Go ahead. Yeah, pause for the cause. Because Pokemon news dropped. Do we want to acknowledge yes. it? Do we yes. want to acknowledge really as a quick. little interlude here? With, all yeah. right, so without spoiler-free your thoughts on the spoilers that were leaked. Uh, I believe they've been confirmed, so I do not consider them spoilers anymore. They're confirmed, but you have to go out of your way to find them. They're early in the game. Again, pe- people get Whatever. worried about shit like this. I, I know you don't like it. I love Rowlet's new Final ev- Evolution. Looks awesome. Uh, Samurott looks the same. And I don't know, maybe I'm just not remembering correctly because I only played through... It's, uh, it's basically Black. the same. It's basically the same. Right? They like left I only, the worst one the same and they changed the best one. I really don't think they changed Typhlosion. They just made him skinny and his model doesn't have the fire. And it so So, so let's me. give the coolest starter i know this is me 
I work at Game Freak. Hey, yeah. I know, guys. I know. Let's take the the bear that shoots fire. Just this ball of anger and muscle and flames. And let's let's slim him down. Let's make him a little more non-threatening for today's they, generation. Let's make him out. a vegan, right? Let's give him some soy. <laughs> he definitely eats soy. Some contemporary poetry classes at the community college. Okay? Basically, and this is what we got. What Bobby's trying to a, describe. It is a, it is a, I, I'm going on the rant. The new Typhlosion design is a borderline affront to humanity. Okay? And these people at Pokemon, they knew. They, I knew. I knew in my heart. This is why I didn't pre-order it and why I didn't want to get excited. Because it looked so good. And I knew. I knew. I was like, there's no way they're going to fuck this up. But they, they somehow managed to do so. I, I don't understand. So what Bobby's trying to explain to you is that they took Typhlosion, put him on a college campus's quad, and then gave him an acoustic guitar. That's what he looks like. He looks like that guy from college. Picture the fire bear. Then give him an acoustic guitar and take the fire away. And then put him in a college quad. Sad. Make him sad. He's sad in the character model. He's got baggage. He's deep. Connected. Grounded. And a terrible design. Moving directly into our first topic while we're talking about things that are going to upset Bobby. Sony is butthurt. And rightfully so. So Sony came out with a statement today, and I will pull up our IGN article regarding this, more or less saying that they released a comment saying, we expect after this acquisition that Microsoft is going to hold up on the contracts that Activision Blizzard had already committed to with Sony. So saying anything that was already cross-platform that they have contracted for cross-platform stays that way and that basically no exclusives are going to come out of this for anything that's already been established. Two things have happened since then because before you take off, our second article is Activision saying we will not remove existing games from PlayStation after the Xbox acquisition seemingly Call of Duty Warzone is a main one that will be staying multi-platform. However, in a tweet by our friend Phil Spencer, I will quote, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Basically saying that as soon as these contracts are up, everything but Call of Duty is Xboxes and that they did not spend $70 billion to not have exclusives. I mean, okay. Like, here, here's my thing. Right. This is this is we almost knew this, and I think uh, as a little plug here, we did, we had Sam from uh, Exhibition and Xbox podcast. We did an emergency live stream on Tuesday, and he made a very salient point where he said, "I think what you see is the Warzone and stuff like that stay multi plat, and the campaign yep. go Xbox, which I'm not mad about, right? 
I, 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 I still think the the baller move here, the the baller value prop is keeping everything multi-platform, but charging full price on Sony, right? Like th- yeah. there's never been a better case for Game Pass than that. If they were going to do that, they would have done that with the Bethesda stuff, and they didn't. So I don't imagine them suddenly changing their business strat when it comes to Call of Duty, right? Yeah. What Sony's tweet reads as to me is very publicly calling out. It, it, it put the pressure on Xbox to give an answer that they might have not been ready to say. True. Right? Yeah, I agree. Because them saying in a very tacit way of being like, we hope they do the right thing. Right? <laughs> we don't know if they're going to do the right thing. They might be bad people. I don't know like immediately then put the ball in xbox's court to come out and say okay we will do the right thing on this this and this right now that we've had some time to marinate on this and again this is not a jaded sony fanboy thing right like yes the, the 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 activision acquisition thing was a big deal right but i'm very hard pressed other than overwatch Overwatch and Call of Duty, okay? I'm hard-pressed with, obviously, Overwatch and Call of Duty aside. What did Sony really lose here? Crash? Okay, that hurts. Spyro? Yeah. But, like, World of Warcraft was on PlayStation already. StarCraft was on PlayStation already. Uh, Any other big IP that was on that list that we ran through on the emergency live stream either was on PlayStation and didn't do that great, so really no big loss there, or is a Blizzard property, so it wasn't on console anyway. So the more time I've had to marinate on this, like, and the dust is settled, and I think, like, how bad is this really? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, for Sony, and I think people are hyping this up to be way, way bigger of a deal for Sony because they lost 20 billion in the stock market between yesterday and today, which, but like, how could you, the market is the market. Everyone could have told you that would have happened because their main competitor just made a huge announcement, regardless of if it was like monumental or like actually is going to have lasting impact on PlayStation. A competitor in their industry made a major move. Things were going to fluctuate. I do think they got uh, Diablo, which doesn't perform necessarily super well on console, but it is a console seller. Um, And then, like you said, it's Overwatch and um, Call of Duty, but Overwatch and Call of Duty are enough to make me, to make Sony upset losing them. However, I don't think they're going to lose Call of Duty. I do think they're going to lose Overwatch. Which kind of blows, but at the same time, like I haven't really cared about Overwatch. And I feel like this is a, a common sentiment in the community. I feel like Overwatch hasn't been relevant in a very long time. Agreed. It's because they haven't added any new content to it since 2016 when they announced Overwatch 2. Or they no, announced... Not to... No, Overwatch came out in 2016. They announced Overwatch. 2019? Right before the pandemic, they announced Overwatch 2. Because then they yeah. said Echo was the last fighter 
yes. character, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Sorry, got those mixed up. However, how dare you? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, I think they're gonna. I think that's the IP that they're gonna put Xbox exclusive. That's gonna hurt because I I don't think it's smart to put Call of Duty on exclusive like a hundred percent exclusive i could see a time delay and i could see free on game pass but you need to pay for it for sony overwatch i could just see being really really successful as an exclusive because of how much people love those characters yeah i love overwatch shockingly so it's it's really not a game that i ever thought i'd i would vibe with the way i did yeah, uh, but I love Overwatch. I think the characters are great. Uh, I think the characters are great. I think it's so fun. I know it's a MOBA, but like to me, I describe Overwatch as first-person Smash Brothers. Like it, hmm. in terms of everything is balanced so well. It's it's only Smash Brothers is a game that I can point to that says every character has a plus and a minus in another character in the game here, right? Yeah, the meta changes every once in a while and like certain characters become a little more used, but everything is just so harmonized well within Overwatch. It's a great time to play all the time. Yeah, it it is really good. It's it's something that surprisingly I never really got into. Really? And, yeah, and like every time I think about it, I just cuz I started playing at the end in like 2018 2019 mm. and i just it was too team oriented for me mm, i got gotcha. you i didn't i didn't want to get into the learning curve i see what you mean and there definitely like, is one yeah because just the way the characters move and all the positionings on the map and because they haven't changed anything on the map so long in so long somebody that's been playing for day one has years of experience on this exact same map it was just really hard to get into without a dedicated team. And at the time I was playing on mouse and keyboard and it's really, really hard to get into a first person shooter on mouse and keyboard when it's your first first person shooter when you're playing mouse and keyboard. And it's a hero shooter where it's not just, you know, asdw like you have yeah. to hit other keys for other prompts and stuff. So i completely understand where you're i mean i have i i do have an mmo mouse so i was impressing buttons on a keyboard bobby come on peasant next um, subject please scott before you <laughs> say the word mmo mouse again <laughs> relax I, relax but <laughs> so a lot of news still coming out about the activision blizzard acquisition but i think the most interesting piece of news is Bobby Kotick's reaction to it. And I'm going to pull up this article that we have from Screen Rant because two things happened. One, I will read a tweet about him from our friends over at Ooh, this one's actually the Washington Post article. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick just held an all-hands company meeting this morning addressing employees concerned over whether he was staying on as CEO after the deal with Microsoft closes and whether layoffs would be coming. In a nutshell, what he described 
was he will definitely not be leaving until after the merger is done. Mm-hmm. And he has informed Microsoft that he treats uh, Activision Blizzard almost to the same level as he does a child, his own child, because he's been in the company for 31 years and he won't leave unless they ask him to. So I don't know if he has a plan to leave or if he really thinks that he's going to get away and still be the head of Activision Blizzard, even though another company purchased it. There's no no way he does it. But the audacity on this man to think it's possible. I think it's a final flex. I think it's a final flex financially, right? He, he, he's he got his parachute packed and, and ready to go. And then, like I said, on, on the emergency live stream we did, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the deal was contingent on his exit, right? I, I, I would be shocked, actually, if that wasn't something that came up at one point or another. Um, I don't. I don't know. I chalked this up at most to just flex, really, because that's what it sounds like, right? When, yeah. Whenever you start talking about, I'm, we're a family and this and that in business, especially when it's a business on that level, it, it's a flex. It's a smokescreen. It's a diversion. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I get trying to save face with your company at the end, because what was he going to say? No, I'll be stepping away immediately. And I don't and know the stock about your job. fluctuates even harder, yeah. right? And again, this is why I I would imagine that part of his compensation package is in stock. So that he doesn't say anything wild right before he leaves? Exactly. No, I I would... Nobody at Microsoft is stupid enough to just hand him a a check and say, see ya. I think he's also bound... They're going to bind him by contract. Even if it's not paying him in stock, they're going to they have some type of clause that if he actively goes against Activision Blizzard, they're going to come for everything he's ever owned. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and most companies on the way out, you sign an NDA, right? Like at most companies, part of your exit is a NDA. Yeah. Yeah, At his level of employment, he is definitely signing an NDA on the way out. However, and this is just a rumor. And this is the last time that we will talk about Activision Blizzard today or Microsoft, maybe even Sony, depending on... Let me see the lineup real quick. Yeah, so this is the last we're going to touch on this for today's episode. I found an article, and again, this is a rumor, and this one is the Scream Rant article, saying that before this merger or this acquisition happened, Bobby Kotick made a play to purchase Kotaku or PC Gamer in order to change public perception of Activision Blizzard and get some positive press. Smart. I mean, it's scummy, but it's smart. It's real scummy. Like, I get get the, like, purpose of it, but the underhandedness of going out and buying a media place just so you could put out good news. All media is bought. In the first place, right? I know, Except but for it's... us. Except for us. We're the only honest news you're going to get. Typhlosion I'm... design, terrible. You go on any other podcast and be like, oh, the new Typhlosion design is great. I'm a Nintendo ambassador, so I feel like I could really speak to this. <laughs> Next slide. 
I'm just We're saying. We're here with the facts. Earlier in this episode, I explained that I could be bought. Yeah, but immediately. I'm... People from video games come on the podcast. However, <laughs> <laughs> that is the last thing that we will have regarding Activision Blizzard for a little while, as well as Microsoft. In yeah, I don't, online. I don't want to comment on rumor and speculation too much. Yeah. Could I see that be happening? Yes, of course. Me too. I mean, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. There's definitely yes. no conflict of interest there. Zero. Bloom, Bloomberg has his own news outlet. It was running for president. Nobody said anything, <laughs> right? So, like, let, let, um, um, let, let's stop pretending that this is a new thing, guys. Imagine they're brutally honest, though. Like, imagine if the Washington Post is just the biggest Amazon critic, and he's like, listen, guys, it's I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to actively critique the company public. I just think it would be funny. I doubt that's how it is. However, in news unrelated to Activision and Microsoft. We had an announcement from Nintendo yesterday that got, or I guess it was Tuesday that co got completely blindsided Rightfully or completely, so. completely just thrown in the wastebasket because of this acquisition. And it's that kingdom hearts is coming to the Nintendo switch. Now, before you come out here and say, yes, this is exactly what the Nintendo Switch needed. It's what we wanted. And who could have seen this coming when Sora went into Smash? Nobody did. Nobody saw this coming. Everybody saw this coming. We have a report. Oh, God damn it. From PC Gamer. Not the Bobby Hoddock, though. Oh, no, this is PC Magazine. I take it back. By <laughs> not the not the potentially Bobby Kotick owned magazine. Yeah. No, we got we got it from the real source by uh, Matthew Humphreys, where he discusses that Square Enix has announced that the entire Kingdom Hearts series will be released on February 10th for the Nintendo Switch. However, according to this article, that is where the good news ends. You <laughs> you will need to purchase either each of them individually. For 1.5 and 2.5 is $40. 2.8, the final chapter prologue, cloud God version, is $50. Kingdom no. Hearts 3 plus <gasps> the Remind cloud version. These are real titles? These are yes. real titles. No. I swear I'm reading directly from the website. Is $50. Oh, Keep in alive. mind that, that is a, if you buy them individually, that is $140. Almost retail price for three video games. And currently, if you were to buy them on the PS4 or Xbox One, you would buy them for under 75. You couldn't, pay, you couldn't pay me $75 to play Kingdom Hearts. Okay. If, if you, there is a right, no. You could buy the bundle. Well, God. There's a bundle. And it's $90. You know that meme where it's like every day we stray further from God's light? This, <laughs> this, is, this is like... I don't know what to say about something like that, right? It's a ballsy move and it's Nintendo. So there's, this thing is going to sell... Yeah. And I'm sure these are great games. They got Disney characters. I'm sure there's a bunch of little kids who've never played Kingdom Hearts. They're going to see Mickey and... 
I and you are you? I've never pl- I've never played it because it's you, always been on PlayStation. Uh-huh. And to so be honest, you, I'm reading this play- article now, and I'm finding out that it was on Xbox, and I could have played it this whole time. But when I was a kid, and this was relevant, I'm pretty sure it was only on PlayStation. I'm almost positive it was only on PlayStation. I think it's only more recently come to Xbox platform. Gotcha. But now that it's on the Switch, this is the perfect platform for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I think this is going to sell gangbusters on on uh, the Insane. Switch. I, I full full-heartedly believe that. I think the price point is a ballsy move. I think that, especially for a cloud version of the game. That's the big, you have, you don't even get the actual game. Depending on your internet connection, you could have a terrible time playing this game. Can you just take a step back for you for a second? The level of news that we're breaking down this week. Microsoft buys Activision for $68 billion. <laughs> That's the top story. Nothing in the middle. Yeah. That's, that's where we're operating this week, folks. We're doing the best we can for you here. But Kingdom Hearts is a massive title because it has a just ridiculous fan base and a devoted fan base, the Disney fan base. The Disney adults. And it's just egregiously expensive to buy these games yeah that that's that is 70 dollars is a ballsy move but again like 70 dollars is what they're currently at here's the thing and i make jokes about kingdom hearts and all (laughs) and the kingdom hearts fan base and you deserve it but i also am warrant some (laughs) criticism because i can never been to disneyland no, I've been to Disneyland many times. Uh, no, what, I, what I'm speaking to here is paying full price many times for a game. I, especially when it comes to pure nostalgia, I own Resident Evil 4 on almost every platform it's ever been released for. I had the GameCube copy. I had it on PlayStation. I had it on Wii. I bought it digitally on uh, PS3. I bought it on Switch. I am going to, whenever I get an Oculus or when PSVR 2 comes out, I'm buying the VR version. Resident Evil 4 is probably in my top three games of all time. And I've paid full price for it six times. So figure at average, that's, I paid like $350 worth of Resident Evil 4 in my life at full price. Yeah, I was going to say, I've done very similar things with Skyrim. I'm pretty sure I own eight out of ten editions of of Skyrim on so, multiple different platforms. I understand the clear nostalgia bait as I've been victim to it myself many a time. It's just a kingdom. Like, of all the games we're going we're gonna, to, you know, ride in the streets for, it's Kingdom Hearts. Can you imagine the sheer unforgiving pricing that is going to continue to come out of the partnership between Nintendo and Disney. Well, aside from this, I I don't, I can't really recall a partnership that they have outside of this. My thing is Nintendo is, you know, very staunch in there. Their games really don't ever go on sale. And if they do, it's not really a sale. They're like 10 bucks off. It's not. Yes. The point that I'm trying to make is that, 
they are now to, they've now done something together. Sora is in Smash and mm. Kingdom Hearts is coming to the Switch. I don't believe that if you're putting out all of these onto the Switch, that another Kingdom Hearts is not coming. Oh, and no. it's you, like right. we were we were talking the other day about how much would we pay for a game that we've played and we love it. How much would we have paid for that game, knowing what we do now? They're yeah. going to take that mentality and run with it. And they're going to be like, Kingdom Hearts $420. But in this one, you get to play as Mickey. No, they would never do that. They, they would no, never it wouldn't do be that. that. It's not going to be that egregious, but they're going to charge you $60 for another game. And it's again, it's never going to go on sale. I c- Cloud version. Yeah. I could see it actually coming with some type of stupid collectible and them charging an the egregious collect- amount the, for the, the collectible. The collectible in the Kingdom Hearts 4 thing is if you pay $100, they give you the power of friendship. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an empty jar. You, you get a Keyblade keychain. Exactly. I would, if, if, it, if a Kingdom Hearts, another Kingdom Hearts game, and I know I'm shitting on Kingdom one day, one day, I'm gonna want to work with Square Enix. I'm gonna put together a great content package for Square Enix, <laughs> and be like, "Guys, I'd love for us to partner up. I think we can really help each other out here." They'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Also, you've said some extremely disparaging <laughs> things about Sora, and be like, "I'll just see myself out. You don't have to." And, then, <laughs> and it's gonna be the Disney uh, South Park episode, and Mickey Mouse is gonna come out from behind a curtain and just beat the living shit out of you. No, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be, it's gonna be cam footage, like like security cam footage of me and a game. GameStop. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? <laughs> you know when Ron Swanson is in the is in the uh, supermarket and the guy's like, "Hey, would you like to try some of our tofu bacon?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to." And he takes it and he just throws it out in front of the guy and he goes, "Please, may I have another?" And, <laughs> and he just like starts throwing out the tofu bacon. In front. That would be with Kingdom Hearts. I go to the counter again, so I'd be like, "I one copy of Kingdom Hearts, please." And they'd be like, "Here you go." And be like, "Great." throws it out uh one more copy of kingdom hearts please you know i could see you spending an egregious amount of money to throw out a copy of kingdom hearts just for just for just for a bit yeah next year for your birthday i'm going to get you all of the cloud versions of kingdom hearts so i i've told you about my good buddy who who has a deep appreciation of sonic and i won't say his name on the podcast because i deeply care for this guy but in addition to having a deep love for Sonic games, do you know what his second fandom is? Like Kingdom when I say, it's Kingdom Hearts. I know you've discussed like, it when we talk about Sonic. Die hard, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts fan. Does he have a Switch? He's thrilled. He's. Totally I was going to say I, you need to find out if he purchased it. He's. I, I. I'll get him on the line. I'll ask him. I'll bust his balls about it a little bit. Um, that's about all I have to say about Kingdom Hearts. Nothing, yeah. nothing substantive on Kingdom Hearts. I, I'm just so surprised that this didn't happen sooner. Me too. I agree. I, but you know what? With the partnership, and now that you're saying it out loud, it makes sense. There's probably a new game in the pipeline or Kingdom Hearts one over three eighths, 12 grams divided by four to the square root of the dream you had two weeks ago about when you were seven and you had your birthday party, but then you woke up and you realized you were late for work. Redux. What? That's the title. <laughs> what is the naming scheme? Honestly, like, I, 
like the like the naming scheme for Kingdom Hearts, and it has to be a, a boardroom of people at Square Enix. They they rip a couple shots, and then on a keyboard they type the words Kingdom Hearts, and then they blindfold someone, spin them around four times, and then say, "Now slam your hand on the keyboard." Whatever the keyboard then generates is the name of the game. Because that's the only way it makes sense. It's Kingdom Hearts one point five and two point five is the first one. So Matt, I don't know the answer. So what I'm thinking is, is that there was a Kingdom Hearts one and there was a Kingdom Hearts two, because there's also the remix. It's Kingdom Hearts one point five and one point two remix. I'm thinking they were remasters of the originals. So 1.5 is actually the original, just remastered. But then you get to Kingdom Hearts 2.8, the final chapter prologue. <laughs> you're, listen, you're hurting. You're hurting. It's just painful. But, but then it's just Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Uh, they ran out of budget for the letters. I'll, I'll get my buddy on the line. I'll ask him what the hell's going on with this. Yeah. Uh, but I've devoted enough of our listeners' time to Kingdom Hearts. What's the next story, Matt? 2.8 is egregious. It's, it's just, just disrespectful. It's, just, <laughs> like, it's, it's so, hurtful. It's, hurt, it's painful. So our next article is also Nintendo-related, and it's come to you from thegaming.com by Josh Colson. And uh, the title of the article is The Next Mario Kart is to include Pikmin and Star Fox as Nintendo celebrates 30th anniversary, according to a leak. So again, we're jumping into rumors and speculations here. However, I am so hyped for Mario Kart Super Smash that I could not let this rumor go by. I buy it. I, I mean, Link was in the last Mario Kart as a DLC. It's so smart. were the it's, Inklings. They had Animal Crossing frontier, characters. Right? Like, it's the it's, last frontier. Like, he's been in a plane. He's been underwater. He's been in space. Like, adding the more characters, it's a smart move. It's the logical move. I don't think this is much of a root, like, speculation. I, I think this is 100% true. I agree. And, like, it currently is... 100% speculation. But why on earth wouldn't they do it? And they've been getting critiqued over time of the limited ca- playable characters and how they want more actual Mario characters in the game and they want more characters to play as. And this is the next best thing. Yes, they could add things that weren't Bowser's children because I'm looking at the picture of this um yeah bowser's a busy guy he's got a lot of kids bowser's paying a lot of child support and let me tell you something if princess peach is the mom to all of these children mario needs to reevaluate i have some questions (laughs) like he needs to reevaluate on whether or not she's actually getting kidnapped oh god we're crossing some Uh, all I'm saying is at the end of Mario Odyssey, she decided neither one of them were it in the most painful scene I have ever, like I've never seen anything in a video game that as monumental as Bowser and Mario sharing the pain of Princess Peach bailing on both of them on their wedding days. 
Yeah, play play The Last of Us. I promise it'll it'll rival Mario Odyssey in its I, emotional impact. I haven't even played Mario Odyssey. I saw this by accident on YouTube one time. Wait, have you really like, not stopped? You you haven't played Mario Odyssey? No. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't know. I've never you like not been played a, Mario Odyssey. I'm not a three D Mario guy either, but it's awesome. You've got to is play it? Mario Odyssey. It's on the list of things to buy. It is. All right, here we go. Right after Legends Arceus. But that was our uh, speculative leak for this episode. A little bit, a little bit of a shorter episode this week. I think I feel like it's going to be, guys. And uh, if you're tuning in and you're thinking, God, are Bobby and Matt losing it? Are they running out of steam? No, we're not. You know why we're not running out of steam? Because we give you a whole hour and a half extra episode live, which you can check out currently on the channel. Uh, you guys have a dearth of content to explore from us. But hey, keep those eyes, those ears open, because you might be getting some more extra content from us in the future. We do have one more topic, Bobby. Oh, we do? Yeah, it it felt like you were taking it in for a landing. I was, I was, because I didn't didn't look at the document. So I'm I'm going to need that thing from Men in Black, where it races everyone's memory. Forget about that. This one is more of something that we don't usually cover on the channel. Oh, well, we've already covered Kingdom Hearts. So what else <laughs> could we not cover on the channel? Twitch streaming. We don't usually get involved with Twitch streaming, but I think it does. this article does raise an important question. So this article is brought to, brought to you by thegamer.com. Fantastic website by James Thornton. Awesome name. Where this article discusses Twitch streamer Jadeon has been permanently banned following his hate raid and misogynistic comments made towards Pokimane. He appealed to lift the ban and the appeal has been denied. So in short, this man, Dijon, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly, went encouraged his followers to go on to Pokimane's Twitch channel and bombard not only her, but anybody that was actually in her chat with hate speech. What was actually said, I don't know. However, it completely ruined her stream. And she canceled it. It, he was clearly against the terms of service for Twitch, admitted that he was against the terms of service, got banned for two weeks, and then after public outcry, received a permit ban. See, which he then appealed and it was denied. I have to think about how to eloquently put my thoughts on this as I adjust my light here because I. This is such a minefield of a topic. Um, Agreed. I. I think. On the one hand, you break TOS. You know the TOS is there, whether you read or not, it's there, right? He also admitted to breaking it. So he's well aware. So right there, right? Where I feel like it gets dicey is this broad 
vernacular umbrella that keeps getting bigger and bigger over hate speech, right? And that's not a topic I'm going to get into here. But I think once you die, like, if, if this guy's going on chat and being like, here's your address or, you know, I bodily harm or anything like that, yeah, get him out of here, right? But, like, at the same time, if you go back to, like, an Xbox party chat and Modern Warfare 2, <laughs> I guarantee you on the low level, more stuff was being said there. So I, you have you have to kind of really clarify and make hard definitions for what speech violates terms of service. And then again, that that's a whole dicey thing, freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, I think it was less about what he said. And more of the, like, I think the against the terms of service was, was him specifically interrupting her Twitch channel. Like, he was, they, like he was they, actively encouraging, yeah, like, he was actively encouraging people to go on her channel and make her channel worse. And then go to people that were legitimately in her channel and DM them. Which is a pain in the ass. I wouldn't want that yeah. for anybody who follows play economics, right? If you're a play yeah, economist no. and you do right. this, hand in your badge. Yeah, it's crazy. I, we don't want you here. But exactly. Like, and we wouldn't want anyone to do that to our streams. They do it in our TikTok, man. They come they for me. They do do it in our TikTok. They come for me ready to battle. And you know what I do? I win. In the comments. <laughs> I win. The scalpers. But... I don't know. I think it's just a general awareness that all play economists out there be good on the internet. People are still people, even though they're behind the screen. Golden rule this. Treat others the way you want them to be treated. Yeah, I I, I, I go a little farther. You know, I mean, you, you we've been friends a long time, but the Bobby Kowalki three rules for life, like how to live the perfect life. Give it's it like, it's, all right, number one, mind your own business. Number three, show up for work on time. Number four, pay your taxes. You do all, I promise, I assure you. Said, you, you said three. Number four is a bonus one. Baker <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, you don't really need to pay your taxes. But the first Just three, don't. You, you do those every single day, your life will get tenfold better. Amazingly. And apply it to the internet. I feel like not enough people apply general life rules to the internet. I agree. The the the, the best quote I've heard a long time is, uh, "Did you see Bo Burnham's Inside the Inside?" I hated it. Really? Yeah, I'm on a very very large hill that I'll die on. That Bo Burnham is not funny. I don't think it was funny. I just thought, as somebody who makes internet videos for a living, like very impressive I, to have one guy do that whole thing. Very impressive. I, I get it. I'm sure it is impressive. I cannot like I've never made it through like five minutes of Bo Burnham saying anything. No offense, Bo Burnham. He had a bit in there where he's like, "Why does everyone feel like they need to have an opinion on every single thing that has ever happened and ever will happen?" And I was like, "Oh, that's so perfect." They don't. I agree. I agree. And to be honest, for the most part, I don't want a lot of people's opinion. 
And I don't think people want my opinion. You know who does want our opinion? The Playconomists. <laughs> they want our opinion. That's why you're, they're here. You're here for the sweet financial context providing you. For industry trends. Damn right. Matt, are we bringing this in for a landing? For sure. For sure. This 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 plane ride riddled with 5G as it careens out of the sky. <laughs> Bring it home. Well, as always, you know where to find us. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Go to check all of our social media QR codes at the bottom of the screen. Check out our link tree. And always remember, happy gaming, everybody. Okay, bye. What? <laughs>